Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 17th. We are back live. Let's do this. Landon, I don't, am I being reeled back in by some... I don't know, man. Like, what's going? Like, what is going on? Hey, here's the good thing: basketball is winning. Basketball is winning. I'll say seventh, this: or, uh, is that the seventh straight win over Vanderbilt? Is that correct? It's a lot. You love to see it. Whatever it is, it's, <laughs> it's a, a lot. lot over Vanderbilt. That's important. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say this about Jeremy Pruitt: he must be a great fisherman because he does do a great job of always reeling us back in. <laughs> always. Three, he can throw that fish back out, and it'll always bite again. Yeah, it's amazing. It's he went back to, which I mean, we don't even know what's going on. That's the important thing is we have no clue what's going on. Yeah, was that song? I, I think it says <laughs> "What's going on." That should be the name of. If it's not, what's go? What's going? By the Four Knob yeah, Blondes. That song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's by the that's by the four non blondes. I, I do know that song um, or something like that. Yeah, I just, dude, we don't know. And, and like the good news is, is like okay. So from the past what three weeks, from what we haven't known, what's going on this week feels like the best, right? Yeah, but then when you really like if you think had to about read it, the last three weeks that we haven't known anything. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you kind of read into what's going on the past couple weeks, like it makes you think that he's going to be back. Well, to be fair, haven't we always said that? Not always. Like the last like right. three weeks of what like we're like oh I mean from what we can tell it seems like he's going to be back. So it seems like he's going to be back. Yes, One but thing if I had to, for like, certain though. He is the football coach currently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's very true. That's one thing we do know. If we don't know anything else, currently he is our football coach. That's a that's an accurate statement. I, I agree with that. Dude, it's just no one knows what's going on. And, I mean, if I, if I had to rate how things are going, I think I'd have to rate this week as the best week, which I don't know if that's good. It's probably not good. It definitely is not good. It's not not good. And though I mean the fact that you're thinking like, yeah, we kind of know what's going on makes me think that we really don't know what's going on. I think we can all agree like anybody if anybody says they know what's gonna happen, they don't. They're just trying to guess. And then when it comes (laughs) out, if they're right, then they'll tell everybody they're right. And if they're wrong, they're like, Oh, well, you know, I was I was thinking that too. I, I was misled by, I mean, yeah, no one knows what's going on. And that's, I mean, that, 
and I'm, I'm not saying they're getting, I mean, they may be getting good info. I don't know. I have no idea what this investigation holds. I just can't imagine. Cause I, I've been saying this since uh, the original investigation, like news was linked on like December, what 19th, 17th, whatever, whatever the A&M game was. Mm-hmm. The university of Tennessee has a very, very good idea of what this investigation is going to, you know, what the outcome of this investigation is going to be. The university of Tennessee knows or, or has a good idea. Yeah, the fact, and, and the fact that if they're caught off the, guard, it just go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say the fact that they're caught if if they're caught off guard, that's not a good like that. It shows even more how inept they are. So they have a good idea of what's gonna happen. So I think the fact that Jeremy Pruitt got on a plane and went to California with a new defensive coach, two defensive new coach, like two new defensive coaches potentially. Um, maybe even three is kind of what the rumors trending to. It shows he's going to be back. Yeah, it was who was it? Kevin Simon, Derek Ansley, and Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele, and I think there were some rumors that there was another one outside of Kevin Steele. And then, I mean, me and you have talked about it. If the if the guys that are rumored to be coming here, that means it's got to be Garner, right? Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> If Rocker's at Auburn, Rodney Garner's not going to be at Auburn. So he's he's got to be somewhere. <laughs> That's a good point. And so I think South Carolina named their defensive line coach today. So I think if Rodney Garner wants to stay in the, the SEC, it's probably going to be at Tennessee. I think it just, it just makes sense. And honestly, I think if you if you luck into that hire, that's a phenomenal hire to luck, in, luck into. Oh, yeah, I was looking at it today. I mean – Kevin Steele and Rodney Garner would be your two best defensive assistants that you've hired since you've been here. It's taken you three years yeah, to absolutely. hire some some proven coaches on that side of the ball. It's kind of sad. There's my nega ball. Yeah. Oh I, God. Hundred percent. No, <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a nega ball. Oh, no, um, we are kind of jumping into this episode. So. <laughs> So I'll let some people, you know, uh, thank you guys for hopping in. We always do appreciate it. Uh, please let us know. I'm going to take Landon's line. Let us know where you're listening from. Big geography guys here. Uh, we're going to talk about some of this offseason. Like, no one knows what's going on. What's this offseason madness happening right now? We're going to talk about that um, that flight that they took to um, t- to see Henry Toto. And, and whether it was to retain him or not, he did tweet out the next day that definitely seemed like he was. And I'm not. It is so hard to read into what 18, you know, well, I guess he's probably what 20 years old Yeah, posting on Instagram, but I mean, we're going to look into it because <laughs> that's, got to. that's pretty much all we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about that, that the flight out that they took to talk to him. We're going to talk about um, some of the transfers they picked up that, that have come in. And, and I think if you're going to talk about the guys that go out, you have to talk about the guys that come in to be fair, right? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Uh, okay, I'm just making sure I'm being fair. I'm just I'm just double checking, and then we're gonna talk about that big big win over Vanderbilt yesterday. Uh, it looked at halftime like it like it may be um, something that you might need to squeak out and may have to fight for, but in the end of the day, Vols did what the Vols did. They took care of business, and uh, we'll preview Florida this week. No big deal. Uh, I, it's gonna be a win. I'm confident. It's going to be a win. It's going to be a win. Up. Then we'll talk about the NFL playoffs. Um, yeah, <laughs> very fat. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a little sad. Thought Baker might get it done. Thought he might get it done. Yeah, I didn't Obviously. pick the we Browns because that was – the Chiefs are just good. <laughs> but uh, That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, that was – Yeah, I know, for sure. You, you kind of – like, you wanted to see the underdog take down the defending champs. It would have been fun. For sure. 
for sure. Are you, well, we'll get into that. I'm not going to ask you that question, those questions now, because we'll get into that. Um, Cause I'm going to try to make you say that the Browns are good. That's, that's my, Ooh, that's my okay. whole attempt today is, is to make you say the Browns are good. Um, we'll get some. They're better than the Steelers. And if you I'll got them that. in the chat now, I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, I'm watching Twitter and YouTube. Landon's got Facebook. Uh, drop them in there if you've got them. We'll get some from earlier. And then we've got our of the weeks. No big deal. Most important of the weekend, fail of the week. Landon's got you the rest of the way. We'll start this show. Yeah, guys, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climbing Control. It is freezing in Knoxville. Um, we had some friends come down from Chicago, and they're like, we thought Tennessee was warm. It's cold here. <laughs> So go check out Blue Water Climbing <laughs> Control for all of your HVAC needs. Um, they will get you taken care of. Let's get this show started, baby, with the Chattanooga Lookouts hat. Let's do it. Is that your victory cap? Dude, do you like it? Is that is it, is it my victory cap? I love – so full disclosure, I'll ask for this for Christmas. This is a Christmas gift. Oh, nice. Because I love this logo. Do you like this logo? I do, I do, lo- I do love the Lookouts logo. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I think it's one of the better logos of minor league baseball. Um, so I'm a big fan. So I uh, thought I'd rep this uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga Lookouts, even though I'm opposite Johnson City. So opposite of Knoxville to it. Um, thought I'd rep the Lookouts logo. Big so, Lookouts so guy. You're, you're pretty good um, this year. Be- Santa Santa uh, granted your wish. <laughs> exactly. No coal um, so far. <laughs> no coal this far. Uh let, let's 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 jump right into it and let's talk about this Tennessee. So <sighs> uncertainty, uncertainty is the name of the game. I guess it does. Henry Toto is back this year, right? If he hadn't transferred yet, he's not transferring now, right? I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you're uh, you're wavering on that. Like, it's making me nervous, I mean, but it, surely, if he's on campus, he's he's here. Now is he on campus? That, right. That's the that's the million dollar question. Where's given the JJ? Yeah, JJ Peterson. It took him like three years to finally make it to campus, and then when he was actually here, he wasn't really here. Um, he was just maybe here in spirit. Um, I don't know. I want him to be back because I think that's a that's that's as big of a loss as any on this in this program. If you lose Henry Toto. Uh. I 100% agree with that. And I think, you know, we talked about this. I think the Kevin Steele hire is a phenomenal hire if everything that's going on isn't going on. Like, it's just not a good year to have questions around the staff and around what, you know, what's happening within the program. And that's the unfortunate part is Jeremy Pruitt's not getting getting questioned about this hire if it's not – if you're not coming off a three and seven year or whatever it is, if you're not coming off this terrible year. So I, I think everyone's kind of bought into that that Kevin still hire as far as the um, players go. Can can it produce and and will it allow Jimmy Pruitt to be successful? I think that's the question. Yeah, I think the good thing about Jeremy Pruitt, even when he's in limbo like he is right now, I guess, um, is that he's he's not really slowed down a whole lot. Um, I mean, we we have got some bad news with. Um, Wanya Morris, um, Ty Chandler, you know, some of those guys entering the transfer portal. But some of those guys were expected. Wanya Morris probably wasn't. Um, but you weren't able to get him. But, you know, guys like Darnell Wright, Kavaris Crouch, Henry Toto, if you're able to, to get those guys, you're able to get Austin Pope to come back. Um, I feel like that's huge. You're able to add a, a edge rusher in Big Cat Bryant, a quarterback, a 
that has experience at the power five level and Hendon Hooker. So you have some pieces that you're trying to put together, but will you have success? Because you can't, it's not like a long-term thing. You get one year probably mm-hmm. to, to show some success. And if you success, if you can't do that, you're probably out. If, if you are the coach in 2021. Right, and it should be one year or less at this point um, for Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, we've all, we, me and you both said it. It's probably time to move. Like, it's time to move on. Um, the fact that he's getting one more year shows that it is one more year. Um, you mentioned those guys. So let, let's, so since we're arguing it, let's look at it. If this is any other year besides 2020, um, 2021. So take out of the, the pandemic. Like, so look at a normal football year, how we know it. If the only transfer you know that's leaving is Wanya Morris, because we, like you said, we just found out today Austin Pope's returning mm-hmm. after all that. Yep. So the only guy you know that's leaving, because Todd Chandler normally would have been in L- like he's he's moving on. Um, am I missing anyone else that that's eligible to transfer besides uh, Wanya Morris? Is there anybody else that would normally be able to leave that that isn't? So Wanya Morris leaves. Is there any? Is there any other like? What are the concerns with this program moving forward if it's just one year more? It's like if this is a normal year. I mean, are you concerned? Not really. Because um, I, th- I think you got a pretty decent recruiting class in. I- I'll say this about the whole Jeremy Pruitt thing. And I, I think it- he's in – I think if you're if you're cutting ties now, January 17th, I think you waited way too long to do so. I think if you're going to fire him, you should have fired him yeah. when he went three and seven, and that should have been the end of it. Now you got guys, you got what, um, 10 or so kids moving in on campus, just signed to, to play for a program, but for that head coach. It looks really mm-hmm. bad if you're going to cut ties now um, after they just moved into camp. I feel like you waited way too long to make your decision. If you wanted to fire Jeremy Pruitt, you should have done it when he went three and seven and not wasted this whole entire time just to fire him. I think it sets your program back a lot farther than if you maybe let Pruitt go another year. And that, that might be a hot take. I think only time will tell if that's true or not. Um, but I think from a roster standpoint, you're doing kids a disservice if you fire him now. No, I, I agree with that. I just want to get your take on kind of this year since it has been an abnormal year. You've maybe seen some transfers you don't. So I'm going to, I'm going to look on the kind of the, I guess, try to be as fair to that side as possible or fair to the other side. So a normal year, um, Jeremy Pruitt probably at best after this year goes five and seven. Well, let's just be honest. Probably goes five and seven. So year three, Jeremy Pruitt goes five and seven. Philip Fulmer should have done what? Do you lose all those games by double digits? How how did you lose those games? Because it, it wasn't the three the three and seven is bad. Don't get don't twist my words mm-hmm. about that. It's bad, but the way that you lost too makes it a whole lot worse. Yeah, and that's an that that is a very fair point. So let's for the sake of argument say you go five and seven. The rest of them you lose how you lost this year. Yeah, I, I mean I. I think it's probably time. I probably would have fired him when he went three and seven this year. Um, Cause that, yeah, I, it's unacceptable. Yeah. And I think that tells you everything. Cause I mean, what you spot every coach in this year, two, two games from 
FCS opponents or lower FBS opponents. Yeah. You, you spot that coach those two, and then you go, all right, what do we do? And I agree with you. I think I think it's probably time to move on. Um, now it's too late to do that. Let's just be let's be honest about where we're at. Yeah. Um, if, if Fulmer pulls the trigger now, it's a hell of a lot worse than if he had pulled the. Yeah. You, know, you can't do it now. You're beyond that. You have to ride with him now. And that kind of makes me think that the administration would do that. I just don't have any faith in this administration <laughs> at this point. That's, that's a good point. And and I keep going back to, to Tennessee has such a great fan base and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because, like, programs that go through this kind of stretch that we have went through don't have a fan base anymore after the fact. The fact that we're yeah, still no, so passionate that, after yeah, it is it, amazing. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Um, it, it helps being an SEC program. I I think it just, like you said, the losses, the way they happen, tell you everything you need to know about Jeremy Pruitt in this program at this point. And, and I hope Jeremy Pruitt, because I'm with you, he's going to be back in 2021. They're going to ride with him. I hope it is incredibly successful in 2021. I just don't know how that happens. And I actually said it the other day to, to a guy um, who was asking me kind of about the state of this program, about if we had started – um, JT Shrout and, and, and things like that. Like, I think Tennessee is at worst a five and five team in 2020 if they start a different quarterback. But that's the head coach's decision. So it's it's like, what really changes if he can't make those decisions? I don't know. I, I have no clue. I don't know what's going to change in 2021. Jerry and and here's another scary thing. I don't know if Jeremy Pruitt's proven he can win those easy games when they're easy because he's lost them to Georgia state. And then I'm not, I mean, someone said it to me when we talked about games, we should have won in 2020 BYU, BYU, that team looks a lot better on paper now than when we lost to them. But the fact is you had that game won, and you went and lost it. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know. I don't know if Jeremy Pruitt can win those kind of games. I don't know. Yeah. And we go back to the real and in thing, you know, you look at that uh, his first year, you lose that Vanderbilt game, miss out on a bowl game, and you you get a lot of steals on National Signing Day to kind of reel the fan base back in. Then the start of his second year, you lose to Georgia State and BYU. Then you go on that run and you make it to a bowl game, win that bowl game, you reel us back in. Um, and then this year, he, he's kind of done like terrible season. Offseason's been weird, but he keeps making like decent hires and, and bringing in some – proven guys that you're just like, you know, maybe if, you know, this goes our way and this goes our way, we could have a good, like you keep talking yourself back into it. And that's the Tennessee way though. That's yeah, the Tennessee way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so at what point do you say enough is enough? Right. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know the answer to that. I don't think I don't anybody either. else does either. I mean, yeah, that we don't know when enough is enough. I, we both know how we feel about Pruitt and, and we think it's time to move on, but it is, I, I mean, Look at the last day and a half, though. It makes you find real uh, – I mean, I, I don't know what the right word is, but, like, real hope, I guess, that is what is happening with Jimmy Pruitt's program. With um, Starting back a week and a half ago with the Kevin Steele hire, you're like, oh, man, something really, like, you know, good may be happening within this program. But it's just like – but we know what's happened in the last three years. I don't, I don't know if that's – that if anything good can actually come of it. Um, I mean, I think if this Kevin Steele hire can, can bring in, you know, the, um, so you've got right now you've got, and we're, this can segue into our Big Cat Bryant, um, bringing Big Cat Bryant in. But then you, you know, you've been linked to Poe, po, or how are you gonna say his name, um, 
Papo. Papo. Uh, and then Jay Hardy. Papo, is that Papo? Or, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Jay Hardy. Like, if you bring those guys in, that drastically changes your defense. And I don't even think the defense was the issue last year. So it's like you're bringing in guys that can better your defense. Like, yeah, it but, gives you hope for the Jeremy Pruitt. Eh. But what about the off the the off? That's where I'm just like, you know, <laughs> yes, because because you, you mentioned that that's that wasn't the the issue. The offense was the issue. So, you know, mm-hmm. what have you done? You, you brought in Hinton Hooker, you signed Caden Salter, but like I feel like some coaching staff changes needed to take place on, on that side of the ball, and we just haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet to be determined. Okay, so let me ask you that then, since I just I'm right. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I don't even think it's a staff. I guess it is the staff in a way of uh, Jeremy Pruitt. But let me ask you this. So I, I think Vols at worst, if it's a different quarterback at the beginning of the year, starting full confidence in JT Shroud or Harrison Bailey. I mm-hmm. think it is a different year. I think at worst they're five and five. So let me ask you that. Okay. With a different quarterback, do you think the Vols are worse than five and five with JT Shroud or Harrison Bailey last year? No, I don't. Because I, I think you beat Kentucky. And – Somebody told me uh, – I was talking to Eric Kane, um, who is at WNML and also rides for VolQuest. Give him a little shout-out in here. Um, yeah, absolutely, Eric Kane. Yeah. Good, he, good dude. He was like, um, you know, you should have beat Auburn. You whooped Auburn and found right. a way to lose. So, you know, those two games I feel like are totally different outcomes with a different quarterback. Right. Oh, I mean, that's pretty much what I said. I said you beat Kentucky. Um Assuming Georgia starts the way it does with a different quarterback, you have a good chance against Georgia. You probably beat Arkansas. You probably beat Auburn. I just added four wins to your list with a different quarterback. Yeah. And then AM, I think AM is a great football team. The good thing AM brought to the challenge against Tennessee, I think they played against Tennessee's defensive strengths. The the run defense. Mm-hmm. Tennessee had a great run defense. And you played that that's what AM did well. So I'm even adding a Decent opponent. So I'm just saying, like, a good quarterback, I think, changes the landscape of this team. Now, I know this the staff has a hand in deciding who starts at quarterback, so I don't think a quarterback just difference fixes everything. Like, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. But, I mean, does, it, does number two being off campus help this offensive staff? Yeah. I, you hope? I hope. <laughs> I just like I, I want to know like I want a detailed plan of what your plans are offensively to to make because I, I feel like th- that it needs a drastic change, um, and, and you've yeah. made some kind no, of drastic I- changes to that defense, but like you said, that wasn't the issue. The issue was quarterback play, and I know JG's gone, but the fact that you know you chose you chose to run him out there every single time. Um, I, I just decision making has been an issue with Jeremy Pruitt, and we've seen that seen that firsthand. So, what's your plan going forward? Is my question. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What, what's going to happen offensively on this team um, with this quarterback situation? Um, I mean, you've got a great quarterback in Caden Salter coming in. Now, you've got to assume with the way you handed the Harrison Bailey situation, you're not going to hand it over to a true freshman, right? I mean, that's that's what you got to assume. Now, you do have a transfer coming in that has some real power five um, playing time. He, he's played at the ACC level. You do have Harrison Bailey who had some some real playing time at the SEC level. I, I don't know what this season looks like. I, I think, you know, the good thing is I don't know if you can go wrong 
with the I don't I don't even want to say you could go wrong with starting Brian Maurer um, this year. So I, I think there's not a wrong like there's not a significantly wrong answer at quarterback like there was last year. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> but wouldn't that be the most Tennessee thing ever <laughs> to have this much hype around a transfer? A uh, you know Harrison Bailey was a five star. And then Caden mm-hmm. Salter coming in, and then start Brian Maurer. That, that's a fair. That's a fair point. That's I mean, everybody point. would be like, you you could just laugh at like you just have to laugh it off because that's that's Tennessee. That's what we are. You know, it, there's a different like we talked about last week. There's a different culture from the basketball program to the football program. John Fulkerson after Rupp Arena when they won, he's like, "That's Tennessee. That's Tennessee." Well, if you start Brian Mauer, the football program's like, yeah, that's Tennessee, that's Tennessee. You know, it's the same thing. Just different. No, that, different different programs. <laughs> light, light years away from each other. That's an absolutely fair point. <laughs> that, that, I mean, I don't – I can't disagree with that. I'm just – I mean, I feel like Brian Mauer starting in 2021 is an upgrade from who started uh, the beginning of 2020. Am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would rather see Brian Mauer than, than probably J.G. Hey, all right. That, that that's good that I'm at least kind of on the right path there. <laughs> um, but I, I do agree with that. Uh, I can't imagine Brown Mauer is the answer in 2021. Um, someone just asked, and we can we can do this before we get into the big cap Bryant uh, transfer. Someone said, "Do you investigate Pruitt and keep him?" So uh, let me ask you this. So obviously the investigation question is a great question. I think, and I think everybody can agree with that. Um, is the investigation as big of a deal if that's the right way to word that as it has been led on to believe it is i think if it was if you had enough on him to fire him after his interview on thursday i feel like it would have been done because like if you had enough in front of you you're just like he's done this 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 and this he's been linked to this this and this like you just like yeah we we gotta let you go bud like you, you don't keep on just like pondering over it like it's you're just wasting time at that point. So if they had an, I feel like if, if it was enough to get him fired, I feel like he would have been gone. And that that leads me to believe this whole thing. It kind of leads me to believe that they were trying to get out of his buyout. Like, I I think, I think we kind of had that same indication from the, from the get go. Um, And I still haven't wavered from that. I just feel like if you really wanted him gone, you would have fired him. If 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 you if you're like main course after that season was just like we got to get him out you should have already done it because you just wait you like he got a plane and went to California you know how much money that costs you know how much money they're paying those um, that council to come in and investigate like eight hundred twenty five dollars an hour money money Tennessee has plenty of money <laughs> money is never going to be the issue at Tennessee so you should have just went ahead and done it. And, and that's kind of my question. Like, if they, so I think, so you said, and, and I agree with you, I was this way from the get go. I thought the investigation started to get rid of his buyout. Mm-hmm. Now I am on the other side of this because everyone's like, it's above built former show. It's above built former. I don't believe that. I think if they had, they, because money is not an issue at the University of Tennessee. It never has been, it never will be. If they wanted to fire him, and I'm not saying I agree with this. If they wanted to fire him, they would have paid the buyout. Yeah. They brought in that council to clear his name. 
because it's going to end up costing a lot of money, just like the buyout. And I'm not saying I agree with it. I think you should have fired him when you had the opportunity. Pay the money if you need to. He had a disappointing year, point blank period. And a disappointing year is one thing if you've won championships, like Philip Fulmer has. A disappointing year is a totally different story when you fought to get to eight and five. Fought to get to eight and five. And that's what he did in 2019. I think it was time to cut ties with Jeremy Pruitt. Tennessee had an opportunity to do so. And I'm not saying they should, they would have been able to get rid of the buyout. I think all of this came to light and Tennessee had to fight to keep Jeremy Pruitt and they did the investigation to do so. He had that interview, like you pointed out this week and still made the trip to California. He is not going anywhere. I'm not saying I agree. It's just the way it happens. Like he's not going anywhere at this point. You mentioned you have kids on campus now that are committed to the program. If you do that, what does it say to them in the futures? Jeremy Pruitt will be the head coach at the start of 2021. I cannot speak to whether he will be the guy in November of 2021 or at the end of 2021, but he will be the guy in August and September of 2021. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying I agree with it either because I think just this whole thing has just been – a absolute shit show from the from the beginning yes i mean it's it's just like it's incredible it really is like people get paid that much money to just botch everything at the university of tennessee i'll never never in my life will understand it and i'm convinced you know we we talk about conspiracy theories a lot on the show (laughs) big conspiracy theory guys where else did that plane go it wasn't just in california there's no way no you ain't recruited Oh yeah. oh yeah. You played paintball somewhere else. You couldn't do it exactly. on, on your campus anymore, but you, you did it somewhere else. I'm sure. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know what I would have, res- and the only thing that pisses me off at this point, because I'm not happy about the Jeremy Pruitt hire, but I, or not the hire, the retention, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can respect it. If Phil Moore comes out and is like, you know, this year was bad. <laughs> you didn't say that. You know, this year was uh, underwhelming. But we expect, and, and this is why we hired Jimmy Pruitt, to bounce back from days like today or years like this year. Um, and this is why we hired and We believe we're on the right track. We believe Jeremy Pruitt has this program going where we want it to go. At least say it. But silence does nothing for anybody. It's infuriating that it's been so quiet. Yeah. It's not been good. Not at all. Yeah, th- this whole thing is just – been terrible and, and like you said you're, you're mentioning the the guys who just moved on campus i mean we talked about how bad it looked when jeremy pruitt cut a kid that's originally from knoxville and told him he didn't have a spot the night before national signing day well <laughs> kids have moved across states to move <laughs> right. on campus um so if you let a, a guy go now i just think it, it looks terrible for your brother. and let's be abundantly clear about this that situation is 100% different if Jeremy Pruitt won a championship this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. And tells a, tells a kid, we don't have a spot for you. But when you're not winning and you tell that kid that, that sucks. <laughs> like, honestly, that sucks. Yeah. Especially a that, because – A kid that was excited to come here. He was yeah. he was heartbroken when he had that. What kid is heartbroken that they're <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, this 3-7 and seven team – they didn't really want right. me, so I'll go somewhere and, else. Virginia Tech didn't go three and seven this year. 
Well, and we know he is going to ball out in the ACC, right? Like, oh, yeah. we know that. We're Tennessee fans. We know how that works. 100%. So, that situation sucks. There's no other – like, it's just – You need like, help th- in the secondary. You need all the help you – like, I mean, maybe he wanted to – I think he was going to play secondary in college. Um, right. At Virginia Tech, we'll see because who knows. Maybe he plays running back. Um, But, I mean, mm. you need help at positions that you could have used that kid at. Right. I mean, you, you we'll brought see. in a couple transfers. I'll give him that. Um, can he add any more in the secondary? Can he add an offensive lineman? Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of question marks going into 2021, and I, I think Jeremy Pruitt is the biggest one. Because <laughs> like, it's not just like if he's going to be the coach. Like, what kind of coach is he going to be? Is he going to be this micromanager that a lot of people portray him to be? Um, right. Is he going to take the reins off Jim Chaney and let him freaking run an offense? Is he going to, you know, Austin Pope decide to come back? I think it maybe had to do with his injury and, you know, maybe the opportunities maybe weren't there that he thought it would be. But I also – I will give the staff credit this. I do agree with what you're saying. I think if he's healthy any other year, he probably finds better opportunities – but I think the staff, I mean, you see it with the Henry Toa situation. You even heard rumors about Crouch maybe looking at other opportunities at UNC uh, with friends there. I think the staff has done a good job of recruiting guys that are within the program back to the program. And I think the same has probably, you know, happened with Austin Pope, especially since they lost, um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank now to Ole Miss, um, in-state Hudson guy, Wolf. Hudson Wolf. Um, you know, they, they've got – they had to go and get Austin Pope back. I think they did a good job of recruiting him back. They even got guys involved in the last couple of weeks, and Austin Pope is better than anybody that played for Tennessee the last couple of weeks at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I think they did recruit Austin Pope back, and, and hopefully they can use him. Now, they've got to use him. Like, they, they need to make his right. last year worth it. And and, and I, I do want to ask you this question, too, because we just had it from uh, uh, Harrison here. How many in-state guys do you think Tennessee lands this year in 2022? I think that's important to the success of Jeremy Pruitt if he is around to recruit those guys in 2022. Yeah, and that's kind of a going back to, you know, doing kids a disservice. I mean, you're looking at kids who, you know, could be future Tennessee players that if you fired them at this point would, would take a while to um, get back that relationship that, that they have with this staff. And and then you mentioned the players that um, he's recruited back. What kind of message are you sending if you fire him now and he's recruited those guys to come here to stay with him and this staff? You know, it's – you Again, you it's just – It's going to look terrible if he's fired. Do I agree or disagree that he should have been fired? I think he probably should have been fired, but it should have been way before now. You can't fire him after January 17th. That's it. I think that's the – that's yeah. it. That's the right answer, I think. You can't fire him after January 17th. I agree. I think it's that simple. Um, And as far as 2022, I mean, that's, like like you said, it's huge for the future success of not only Jeremy Pruitt, but I think this program. Um, Historically, you know, the last couple years, you've kind of been hit or miss with the the in-state guys. You you weren't big in 2021, but you were in 2020. Um. I think you need to be even better than you were in 2020 um, with this 2022 class because there's a ton of talent, a ton of talent that, like, if it goes elsewhere, it's going to be like the T. Higgins, Amari Rogers. Like, people are going to see it years and years to come on their television and be like, what the hell, he should have been in Tennessee. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of great talent in this 2022 class. We've mentioned a couple guys. So I want to ask you this and then let's get into the Chris Bryant transfer or big cat Bryant. I call him Chris big cat Bryant transfer. Who are the 2022 guys that in your mind you have to get, you cannot let leave this state. Todd Simpson, Dallin Hayden. That's it. I mean, they're, they're, those are two big guys. Th- th- those you are probably more, but th- those are two that you have to land. You have to land. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jordan James could be one. Cody Jones is another one. Um, Isaiah Horton, who's at Oakland. But, I mean, the, the mid-state and Memphis, like you need to have somebody there pretty much every week. But those are the and, – and I agree with that. Those are the two guys you cannot let leave this state. They have to come to the University of Tennessee, and they have to produce. And that's Toss Simpson and Dallin Hayden, both dogs. Yeah. The AWGS. And, dude, I don't, both I don't dogs care, you need for this I don't program. care what you want them to play. Let them play whatever the heck they want to play. If – if um, what's his name? Toss Simpson comes here and he's like, I want to play safety. Let him come and play safety. He's not going to do that. He wants to play quarterback. But I'm just saying, like, those guys, <laughs> whatever you have to do to sell them Tennessee, you got to do. And yeah. I think it starts with you got to win football games. Mm-hmm. Straight up. No, that You you mentioned it. I, I, you know, looking more into it, I agree with you. You follow recruiting a little bit more than I do. Um, if Tennessee wins this year, Toss Simpson has already committed. And, and I, yeah. I don't know how you can disagree with that. Yeah, he, he like he's been on campus like what four times. He goes freaking hunting with Trey Smith and uh, Cooper and Cade Mays. I mean, the dude wants to be at Tennessee. You just gotta you just gotta show him something. Yep. Scratch his back a little bit. <laughs> he's willing to scratch yours. Yeah, I, I I think yeah. It seems that he wants to be here. You just got to prove to him that you uh, not only that you want him. It's obvious you want him, but mm-hmm. that you can use him and uh, win with him. Yeah. All right. Big cat with a K. Big cat Bryant from Auburn. Kevin Steele bringing some guys from Auburn with him. That's a big pickup. That is a big pickup and a questionable D line, especially after this year. Uh, a bunch of guys graduated, and then you had um, some guys leave just due to some off off some field issues. Some guys transferring. That's a big pickup. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, a, a guy that, you know, you lose Kayvon Bennett, DeAndre Johnson. You desperately needed some guys um, with some experience at the pass rushing position. You have some some quality young guys with Roman Harrison, Tyler Barron, um, and Morvin Joseph. But I, I think Big Cat Bryant is, like, that's one thing, like, you can't coach is experience. And experience in the SEC, experience against Alabama – uh, LSU, Texas A&M, year in and year out. I, I think that's huge for a guy like that. A guy that has like 44 tackles, 53, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. 10 sacks in his career. I, I just think it's a huge get. And, and who else can you maybe get if you're getting Kevin Steele and Rodney Garner um, to be determined? I think Christian Tut. I think he was originally in the – Transfer portal, I think now he's headed back to Auburn. Um, but I think Tennessee desperately needs some help in the secondary. Again, at offensive line, wouldn't hurt. Um, we'll see. I, I think this that's a huge get, you know, especially with everything going on for a kid. You know, we mentioned this with Hendon Hooker to just be like, yep, that's where I'm going. He, he must be – his message must be that Jeremy Pruitt is going to be the coach. Kevin Seals is going to be there. Ronnie Garner right. is going to be there. And um, – 
another good thing about this pickup and, and with Hinn and Hooker is they're immediately eligible. So they're not having to go through yeah. the NCAA. We're not having to wait till a week after the season starts or, or a couple of days with like Aubrey Solomon um, or halfway <clears throat> through like Urosh. You know, these guys are already immediately eligible. Um, so I think that's huge as well. You're going to see them impact, impact the game next, next season. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that in terms of uh, how they will impact. Uh, I, hopefully you bring Rodney Garner in. I think that can bring in some some more transfer guys. Um, Big Cat can um, – I, I love that name, first off um, – can impact the game uh, in several ways for this Tennessee defense. I think this Tennessee defense uh, – defensive line specifically has done a great job run defense, um, but they need some guys that can really, really wreak some havoc in the, in the pass game. And, you know – Bryant hasn't been a phenomenal, you know, guy that can go back and, and disrupt the pass, um, passer. But is he better than what Tennessee has on this roster currently? I would think yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and he's a guy you can use all over that defensive line. He can play a little bit of a defensive tackle. He can play DN. He can play um, that outside linebacker top that you use. So it's – a guy with a ton of experience, um, a guy that's familiar with Kevin Steele and Rodney Gardner, um, and I, I think he'll thrive in this defense and and be a playmaker for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I like this uh, Big Cat Bryant pickup. I think potentially it could lo- uh, lead to some Owen Popo. I, I know I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. And then Tennessee has even been linked to a guy that, you know, after – was that – I mean, that feels like what, last year or two years ago? 2020. Um, so, is that he? He was a 20, freshman this year at Auburn. Okay, so even being linked to some Jay Hardy transfer news, and I mean Tennessee wanted Jay Hardy, and Tennessee should absolutely want Jay Hardy when they when they can get him. Um, and, and that you know with Rodney Rodney Garner, I, I don't know if that's really you know that was rumored a couple weeks ago before Kevin Steele. I think it's kind of been you know put out there. Uh, now with these guys looking to transfer in, I think it's even more so connected. Um, and I think that I think that would be a huge hire for Tennessee at the defensive line where, you know, mayhem has kind of ensued there. Um, that would be a good hire in terms of recruiting and development. I think Rodney Garner would be a great hire. Um, and, and then you get some great transfers in that it's great to get good tra- good freshmen. It's great to get good freshmen. It's also great to get good guy- or good players who have already done it at the SEC level. Yeah, I like what you mentioned with the hires um, because they're getting two guys that are proven coaches, number one. They're not just um, guys that can go out and, and recruit. Um, you know, they have proven track records where they've developed guys into NFL players. Um, so, I like that. And, and, you know, it's not just Pruitt's buddy that he's hired that it was a GA at some other place like he's done in the past. I, I think these are, are really – good defensive-minded coaches um, that'll make Tennessee's defense hopefully a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, we mentioned this last week, or when Kevin Seal was hired, whenever that was. I, everything's blended together. I honestly don't know the timeline. Um, chaos has reigned supreme. Uh, we, we like the Kevin Steele hire. It's just the timing of it has made everything seem not, – not, not the timing. That's not the right word. Just everything happening within the program has made the Kevin Steele hire more underwhelming and honestly made you more concerned. Hopefully that isn't a question mark going into 2020, 2021. Hopefully you're just going, that's a good hire. You hired a great 
inside linebackers coach or linebackers coach, whatever his role may be in 2021, hopefully that's not a concern. Um, Cause that Kevin still hires a good hire. I mean, that's yeah. not a question. Maybe not, not as an interim coach or a, a future head coach. I don't think anybody wants that, but <clears throat> I wouldn't even been mad if he was the defensive coordinator. I know Derek Ansley has been linked to some other jobs. Joe Osevet has also been linked to some other jobs. Um, but even if they hired him as a defensive coordinator, I wouldn't have been mad. I, I think, you know, if Gus yeah. Malzahn was still the coach there, he would still be the defensive coordinator. Auburn's defense was never the problem at Auburn. It was the right. Rise. And this year, obviously that defense wasn't super impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kevin Steele, I think is a great hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the questions have only come because of how this offseason has been handled by the UT administration. Not, yeah. not anything else. Um, we do have a question. Like, you want to get to that? All right, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's so Mark Taylor said, uh, which offensive coaches do you think need replacing? And um, do you feel we need to look at another quarterback coach. Chris has not impressed me with his development of our quarterbacks. I agree. I think that'd be the first one that I would let go would be um, Chris Winkie. Cause you can blame a lot of stuff maybe on, you know, your, your biggest issue is quarterback. You can blame COVID right. and you know, our receivers didn't get open. No, your biggest issue is quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, I think that the only two offensive coaches I would have, Raise questions. <clears throat> I would raise questions about this offseason is Chris Winkie and Will Friend. One guy's already gone. Yep. Um, you've taken care of that. Um, you've at least gotten rid of that guy. Whether you can go out and make the right hire, that is to be determined. But you went, you, at least you don't have to deal with the other guy. Um, Chris Winkie just getting all of tennis. Like, we're just trading coaches. I like it. I'll, I'll the, take it for at this the, point. Like, it, it's in Tennessee. We, we're winning this trade. <laughs> I heard our only uh, – the rumor is the only thing you need to be able to do is beat Nick Saban. That's it. You don't need to win championships. You need need to beat Nick Saban. Um, and that Auburn staff has done so. So, I guess we're on the right path to traits. Um, I, you know, Will Friend, you need to get – I think on the offensive staff, it's Will Friend and Chris Winkie. Um, Chris Winkie has obviously not done a great job of developing these quarterbacks. The fact that you had three quarterbacks on this roster that got significant playing time for you this year and were not able to produce should tell you everything you need to know about that quarterback coach. It's that simple. It is time to move on. Uh, could Chris Winkie be successful elsewhere? Maybe. Is he going to be successful at Tennessee? No, I think that has already been proven. It is time to move on. Well, friend has moved on. Let's move on from Chris Winkie. Uh, I think that'll help the staff drastically. I know a lot of people have mentioned Joe Osevet. You said he's, you just mentioned he's been connected to the other jobs. That's the only guy I could mention that's in question to if the staff is performing correctly on the offensive end. I don't think Joe Osevet can be correctly graded on how these tight ends did this year. I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think there's talent there. Um, I don't think they use them correctly. I mean, we saw at the end of the year with, I mean, with Jacob Warren, Jacob Warren's not super talented, but when they used him, he was successful. Um, so yeah, I the last two games, they, they each caught a touchdown pass. Like Prince of Fan caught one and Jacob Warren caught one. So they right. can be used. They can catch. <laughs> right. So I don't think it's fair to grade just uh, Joe Osevet on those. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's still a hot take for most people for what I think about Jim Chaney. I don't think Jim Chaney's a bad offensive coordinator. I think Jim Chaney is still looks like Tyson Helton is calling the offense. And if I learned anything from Butch Jones, it's that if the offense looks the same through different coordinators, it's not the offensive coordinator. It is the head coach. Yep. Jim Chaney needs to be allowed to call. Jim Chaney is the manager 
of the offense, not the CEO. He needs to be allowed to be the CEO and not the district manager of the offense. The uh, assistant to the regional manager. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how he's managing. Uh, so Christopher Nichols said, did you see where Osvet is interviewing at UCF for the OC job? That may be the job you were mentioning. I, I haven't seen that. I don't yet. know if it's OC. I think it's water receivers coach. Okay. Um, it would, I would be very shocked if he got an OC job at a school like that. Um, with just what this is his first year as a position he does, coach. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. But he does have some head coach experience. I know at a lower level, um, but he has called plays before. I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I, I don't know. I think it's. I think I read where it's a wide receivers coach. That's the first I'd heard of it. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I, I think Joseph. That's a. Um, you know, at least a good football mind. Um, I don't know where he lies as far as a good position coach and a good play caller. Um, I, I think that would be a loss to your offensive staff. I don't know how significant. Yep. Um, let's get to some questions real quick um, while we got them, and then we'll let's move on to, to basketball. Um, Christopher Nichols yeah, asked, I'd love to. regardless of how this investigation turns out, there's going to be a lot of hurt people, fans, players, et cetera. How does UT even begin to make amends? Um, win. <laughs> I mean, what do you do to, to reel people in every every time? You win football games, flat out. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, what, that's what Jeremy Pruitt's graded on. Every head coach is graded on. Do you win football games or not? Not just winning, winning between Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Yeah. Go win. But yeah, you Go gotta win. you gotta walk before you can run, and we lost to Kentucky last year, so we'll, we'll see where that kind of heads. I don't know. Hopefully, I want to see it. I miss it. Um, and then we also got Raging Iguana. I love that name. I do love that name. It always gets me excited. <laughs> he, he says, "How big of an impact does Austin Pope returning make?" I think it's a lot. Just you know. Has he had a lot of opportunities in the passing game? No. Should he have? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I want to throw it to the tight ends. I, whoever's out there, I, I want them to have some sort of impact, not just blocking. No one wants to come here and just block as a tight end. And obviously, right. Wanya Morris. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, I hated that loss originally, you know, when it was announced he was transferring. Uh, I thought it was a big loss for Tennessee, especially because Hudson Wolf had already, you know, decided he was going to Ole Miss. Um, I thought it was it was a big loss for Tennessee. Um, so I'm, I'm I don't know what the circumstances were around him returning. It seems like that staff did a good job of bringing him back in, especially because that exit interview with uh, David Ubin from the Athletic uh, made it seem like there was. I mean, if you had asked me after that exit interview before yesterday if he was coming back, I would have said hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm a little shocked by it, but I think that's good news for Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you want to start making amends, do it with your, your current roster. Um, yes, but I, I think Tennessee rushing wise, I mean, we obviously rushed for more yards in 2019 than we did in 2020 because we played more games, mm-hmm. but we averaged more yards per carry last year. And I think, I think this year we had a better offensive line. <clears throat> I think Eric Gray, with another year on, under his belt, he got better. Um, but the fact that we were able to to rush for more yards um, the previous year, like I, I was surprised by that. And I, I think a lot of that is credited to Austin Pope. I think he did a fantastic job in the run game. 
And even if he wasn't a big factor in the passing game, he was still a, a asset to your offense that you didn't want to lose. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's a big deal to Austin Pope back. And, and I think it's he's a local kid. Like, you don't want to see mm-hmm. local kids leave the program. Right. You don't want to see local kids do a exit interview like that, and it looks like there was – I don't want to say wrongful doings, because that sounds bad. But uh, like, there's definitely just some animosity there. Like, he right. was ready to move on, it exactly. seemed like. Um, yeah. So that's good to see him return. Yeah. For whatever reason, good to mm-hmm. see him return. All right. I'm going to let Landon um, do his thing as I segue into this uh, Tennessee win. And that is a beautiful sight to see that victory cap coming on. It's been a week. Seems too long. Yeah, it's been been a while. Um, Gosh, I'm struggling. That's, I'll take that. Um, Yeah, I, I like what you said at the beginning of the show, TCB, taking care of business, baby. That's what we did. It was a little too close for comfort in the first half. Um, but the fact that we were able to get a little – we got on fire. I mean, that's the only way to – like, we were lighting it up from three, um, and that's not really a sight Tennessee fans have really seen from this team in the past. So that Especially really, especially at home. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's usually the, the away team that, that catches fire. Um, Ryan Thompson. And, and you mentioned, uh, let's see if I can do these acronyms correctly. You mentioned TCB. I'm more of a fan of DPM. You're asking what DPM is. It is Drew Pember Minutes. I'm a big fan of Drew Pember Minutes. It means Tennessee is on its way to victory most of the time. What about say. TP? <laughs> TP, that is, uh, what is that acronym? I don't know. Ticket points. Ticket. Okay, I'm a big. I am a big fan of. Uh, is there a Holly? Is there a Hollywood ticket connected in there somewhere? Or am I imagining things? Uh, hey, uh, Rick Barnes always calls them the ticket in press conferences, so I'm just running okay. the ticket. I, I think yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Hollywood tickets a little, a little too much for me. I like the ticket. I, 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 for, I, for some reason, I remember Hollywood mentioning in there somewhere. I am a big fan of uh, ticket minutes as well. I, I don't know where I heard Hollywood, but yeah, DPM. TM, big fan of those, and, and Tennessee, no, both of those not yesterday. Not even minutes, points. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, TP. TP. Ticket I'll points. Paper, <laughs> ticket points. I am a big fan of ticket points and uh, DPM. You're right, you're right. And uh, Urosh got on, on the – in the box score. Urosh got some points. Dude, I, I loved I, – and we'll get into this <laughs> Tennessee team a little bit more, but I did love seeing Urosh. Um, I, I don't even remember who all was out there together. I think Anasiki was out there with Urosh. Uh, Jaden or no, not Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson out there with the, I mean, it was a great young team. Maybe not guys we'll see next year, but some of the guys we'll see next year. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was a good win. Um, you know, Victor Bailey Jr. Kind of sparked us with those threes in the second half. Um, I think we hit like what four in a row. Um, mm-hmm. at one point we're on a nine Oh run, um, with just threes. It was, uh, Victor Bailey hit, hit two and then Keon hit one, his lone, uh, three of the game. I think he did the same thing against Texas A&M where he shot one three and made it. So, um, very efficient. Love efficiency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but with this team, I think, like, Keon and Jaden, I mean, Keon led us in points. Mm-hmm. And those two guys, like, I know Jaden had the little ankle injury but came back in the game. Um, but those two guys seem to be getting better and better as the season goes on, and yeah. you love to see it. Absolutely. And that, that's how your five stars should progress. Um, that they should be some of the, the leaders in the clubhouse as, as the season goes on, even with this experienced team. Um, I, th- I think 
those guys being really, really good guard play should alleviate some of the pressure from uh, John Fulgerson. And then, you know, uh, everyone should know that Eves Ponds isn't going to go out there and just light up the scores, you know, the score box. Um, so it should be some of Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, and another guy who seems to just be getting better every single game this year, Josiah Jordan James. And I know he's not going to um, light up the scorers column, but man, he fills every column and, and he's uh he's sniffing double digits. It seems like every, every other night here. Yeah. I think the good thing is with Tennessee is like, they have seven guys who could lead us in scoring. Seven right. different guys that could lead us in scoring, not in and not out. Um, so it, it, it's going to be different from game to game. They don't have one guy, and I think this is a good thing for opposing team facing opposing teams is that they're not like, oh, we need to stop this guy, and they can't really score. You know, with Vanderbilt, Scotty Pippen Jr. If you stop him, you know they're not gonna, they don't have a big scoring outburst from anybody else. Um, so I, I really like that about this team, how balanced they are. I mean, Fulgerson inside, he he was five for six, 15 points, eight rebounds. I mean, he could have had 25 if he really wanted to. And I, th- I still think this team needs to find um, some uh, more efficiency on the offensive end. I think that was highlighted more so in the first half than the second half. Um, second half was, you know, no problems. Uh, everything seemed to go to uh, – according to plan, it, it was more so the first half seemed to uh, struggle to find ways to, to get the ball in the hole. Um and, you know, at the end of the day, if you did it, I don't, I feel like I nitpick every time we talk about this team because this team is really, really, really good um, at just about everything they do. It's just really on the offensive end. I think sometimes they struggle to get in a rhythm, sometimes struggle to get the ball inside. And I really think that's on on our more experienced guys in, in Fulgerson and Ponds. I think Jaden Springer can do a really, really good job of driving the ball to the hole. Um, and, and again, another critique on Viscovi, a more veteran guy. I know he's just a sophomore with, you know, limited game experience. He's more like Visco- a freshman and a half. That's fair. That's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point. And it's always been my critique of Viscovi. He likes to go to the hole, not so much to score, but to look to see if he can, uh, you know, find find other guys that can score. He, he's trying to draw pressure. I think he's got to be willing to go to the hole. He does a great job of getting into the hole, but he can't always score from there. Um, I think he's got to be willing to score from there um, mm. to be really, really effective because he does a great job of getting there. He's just got to be willing to try to put the ball up rather than dishing it out to the outside. Um, he does a great job. But, man, when you have Jaden Springer, Josiah Jordan-James, and, and Keon Johnson, guys who are very, very aggressive going to the hole, it does a ton for your team. Yeah, and I like what you said about, you know, v- Viscovi like does some – like yesterday he went one for five. And they're all from three. So, not a great game in terms of um, scoring output. But he did have eight points because he got to the free throw line. Right. Um, so, I- anytime, like, I feel like that's, like, everybody. Even though if they don't, like, have a ton of success from the field, they they make um, plays elsewhere, whether it's assists or rebounds or getting to the free throw line and getting points that way. Um, I-, I just really like that about this team, how – you know, even if they are struggling shooting or doing something else, that they're always making up for it elsewhere. Um, and I think Viscovi does a great job of, you know, we talked about how they, they kind of don't move. They kind of just pass the ball around the perimeter kind of too much and don't really move a ton. I think Scovy does a great job of making people move because he mm-hmm. he is like he'll pump fake because he's such a, a threat from three. And we'll drive in and look to kick. And, you know, sometimes you would like him to see maybe score at that point. 
Um, but he does a great job of just moving the ball around. And, and that's why Tennessee had such a great game yesterday. 18 assists on uh, 25 made baskets. I think a lot of that is Viscovi opening up and, and just kind of taking charge of the offense and being like, hey, we're, we're moving. You know, right. we're going to find the open man somehow, some way. Um, and it, it worked yesterday. A lot of that was in the second half. We kind of got out to that lead, and Vanderbilt just did not have enough to come back from. No, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned with uh, – I mean, even Scotty Pippen Jr., their you know, leading guy uh, this season, not necessarily yesterday because uh, Desu had 19 points, but Scotty Pippen Jr. had 18 points, and, and Vanderbilt couldn't keep up. Uh, and, and I don't think – you know, Viscovi does a, a does a great job of, of being able to move the ball. I think he's just got to be willing to go to the hole, and it's time to go to the hole. I, th- I think that's my only kind of correction on him. Um, you know, and the, this team is not going to have a ton of unassisted baskets. You mentioned mentioned eighteen yesterday um, of the eighty one points. Like, there's not going to be a lot of unassisted baskets on this team. This team does a great job of moving the ball around. Um, and finding the open man. They're not forcing a ton of shots, unlike our counterparts at Kentucky, who force everything. Did you watch that Kentucky-Auburn game yesterday? I watched, like, the first half, um, and that that was all I watched. It was ugly. I mean, they were shooting. I I don't think Kentucky ran the shot clock past, you know, 15 seconds a lot of the time. It was – they forced everything. It was awfully ugly. Mm. Awful. Um, so Tennessee does, does a good job of getting good looks and, and finding the open man. Um, that is not the way Tennessee is going to play basketball this year. So, I mean, if, you, if you're going to nitpick anything, at least they're looking to find good opportunities. If the Scobie doesn't feel like he's got a good opportunity, he's going to kick it out and, and try to find that. And, and that's good. That, that is good. Um, just be nice if he, you know, has some of the awareness to do. He's gotten quicker. I mean, he's beaten guys off the dribble mm-hmm. a lot this year. I, and I think he did last year some. I just don't think it was as much, and it's a little more aware how much quicker he's gotten. We haven't um, seen the like acrobatic layups from him like we do it with Keon. And we saw a lot <laughs> from him last year, but we just haven't really seen a ton of him getting to the rim and finishing at the rim. Yeah, and I think those acrobatic layups are – I don't think he's uh, forced to do them like he did last year. Like last year there were a lot of going up and under guys. Um, he's beaten a lot of guys this year, so I think he's forced to. But, yeah, he, I think he definitely needs to try and go finish this year. Um, good news is Tennessee got a lot of guys in yesterday. Uh, that was nice. And, uh, you know, I think this uh, this team's going to see a lot of rotation throughout the year, uh, even when they're uh, tight games because Rick Barnes has a ton of talent on that bench. And if one guy can't get it done – He's going to find someone else uh, who can. But for the most part, he's tightened this rotation down to about seven guys, um, which is good, I think, for the uh, future of this Tennessee team as far as going into February and March goes. Yeah, I think he's just more comfortable playing Nikion or Josiah at the four um, if they need to or, or, you know, just having Fulkerson in and just having four guards. They're they're just not really – they haven't played a team where they like it's going to be an issue. Um, they haven't played a team that just has a, a ton of size that that you're going to have to play a, a you know an EJ and a Siki or Kumwa a little bit more to kind of cancel out the the size advantage that they have. So mm-hmm. I, I think they like that, and you know if it's if it ain't broken, don't fix it. I uh, I definitely agree with that. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Rod with it. Rod yeah. with it, baby. And I love that we're shooting like I mentioned this I think a week or so ago. It's like if 
if Tennessee can can hit thirty three percent of their threes or even thirty percent, you know, they're the other team's gonna have to like score at will. Like they're gonna have to be on fire. Like like similar to Alabama. Like it, it's right. gonna take a, a shooting um outbreak like that for, for Tennessee to really get beat. I, I think they just play a great defense and you know, you mentioned Kentucky forcing everything. I think a lot teams are gonna have to force stuff against Tennessee and, and make capitalize and, and make those shots to to really beat this this Tennessee team. Yeah, no, it'll it'll definitely take a night like Alabama and Alabama looks good. There's there's no taking that away from them. They do look like a good basketball team right now. Um kind of preview uh, let's look into Tuesday night. Uh Tennessee takes on Florida at seven PM. Um that is on ESPN, so you won't need all of those alternate channels and networks and blah 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 that SEC network is I don't know what the point of signing that big deal is when you can't watch them on regular TV but anyways um, Tennessee does take on uh, Florida are you are you gonna um, <clears throat> keep on the victory cap since you know it's coming or, or how does that work um, I might take it off let my head rest a little bit um, that's fair yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, you have had to wear it a lot this year I am yeah I'm starting to get a little, little wear and tear on it so <laughs> I, I might have to like we said, we, we want to get another one um, just in case this one does wear out in the middle of the season. We want to be prepared. So if y'all have any ideas, feel free to throw those out there to us. I think Florida losing Ke- Keontae Johnson was was huge for them. Um, I, I think it was you know it'd be like losing one of our best players. Um, be a huge blo- it'd be a huge blow. Um, Trey Mann has really kind of stepped up and. and really helped out that offense kind of make up for what they lost in Keontae Johnson. But I, you know, he was such a good player. It, it's hard to, you're, you're not going to get all of it back with, with just one person. So, you know, they, they've kind of struggled a little bit. They did beat LSU. Um, they got whooped by Kentucky. They got whooped by Alabama. Um, and then they lost by three yesterday to Mississippi state. Not a great, loss um mississippi state is an okay team but i feel like florida right now is probably a middle of the pack sec team um castleton is um colin castleton is the their big man a uh, big tall white dude and he's an interesting matchup for fulgerson because in the past two games he's blocked 14 shots um so that, that's an interesting one he is their leading rebounder so i'm interested to see kind of how and and not just Fulgerson. I think as a team, like how hesitant are we to go through the hole knowing that there's a guy who's blocked 14 shots in the past two games? Yeah, that that rim protector uh, definitely will make you change kind of how you, <clears throat> um, you know, how you attack the hole. But I mean, overall, I mean, at least Tennessee, like you know, I mentioned that that's where Viscovi can be very very impactful in terms of going to the hole, making a guy leave his feet, making a guy commit to a spot and then moving the ball around. So, so those are the really, really good times that having a guy like Viscovi who can, who, who can be very, very aggressive, really, really help your team out. Yep. Um, but I, I think Tennessee should win this game pretty, I mean, I don't want to say easily, but you should win it by a good margin. I, I think we'll smother them on defense, similar to like what we did with Vanderbilt, you know, DeSue and Scotty Pippen Jr. had um, one at 19, one at 18. Um, but DeSue had six turnovers and Scottie Pippen had five. So we didn't make it easy on them by any means. Um, they had to earn every point that they got. I think we'll do the same thing with Florida um, and, and win this game. And 
Be sporting the victory cap come Sunday. Or no, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. You'll have that on Wednesday. Wednesday. I, I do think – yeah, I do think this uh, this Florida team – I mean, you mentioned their, their middle-of-the-pack SEC team, and, and that certainly doesn't. Um, I, I think the SEC – I mean, obviously there's not a, a easy win night in, night out. You do have three guys that are double-digit scorers. You mentioned Col, uh, Colin Castleton. I think that, you know, a guy that at that height definitely presents some challenges. But I think at least – I think Fulgerson presents – at least a fair amount of challenge for him on the offensive end. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be easy for him at all uh, going against John Fulkerson. So I, I think Tennessee matches up against this team just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the defense is, is, is really, really strong. Um, I think it's funny that it was mentioned. I, I don't know when it was mentioned. I'm trying to remember how Kim English stated it, but uh, I saw where somewhere, you know, there was a question about, why Tennessee doesn't doesn't play his own defense. Um, doesn't play his own defense. It's not that the, he mentioned. It's not that we can't. It's just that man defense is uh, more effective, and that's why that's why we do it. Um, so I think there's any. Uh, first off, I don't think there is a matchup trouble for Tennessee against this Florida team. Um, but going forward with any opponent, I think that there is matchup trouble. I think Tennessee won't hesitate going to a zone defense to answer that. Yeah, I mean, causing 16 turnovers and, <clears throat> and only. Giving up sixty-one points to Vanderbilt, I think is I think man defense is just fine right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to to change it. Um, and, and you know, I think it is going to be. Uh, so, do you think the starting? Because I think that's been the biggest question about this team. Because it's not really much of a question. But what what is the starting lineup against this team? I, I think if you had to go uh, a guy that matched up on Trey Mann right now, like who do you start to go? You know, minute one versus that guy. I mean, your best defender, in my opinion, is probably Keon Johnson. Um, so, will they start him? Maybe not. But I think, you know, it, when Keon Johnson's in the game, he's probably going to be on on Trey Mann. I think he was on Scotty Pippen Jr. a lot yesterday um, and just really made it difficult on him. So, um, I'll look for that, maybe. But I don't think, like, Tennessee doesn't have a, a bad def- – like, if you want to put pawns on him, you could do that too. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have a bad defender where they're having to like, oh, you guard that guy because you know you're you're kind of a weakness on on defense. I don't think really Tennessee has that. I agree with that. I, I think if there was a change in the starting lineup from yesterday to Tuesday, I think it will be uh, Keon Johnson starting in place of Jaden Springer and, and potentially guarding Trey Mann from the first whistle because uh, I think that, like you said, that is your best defender. I think at this point from everything we've seen. Um, and he's also starting Purdue to produce more on the offensive end. Whoops, there goes the phone. It is officially a more important issues episode. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's Keon Johnson, a guy who's defended really, really well for the for you this year. But like you said, there, there's not a bad defender on this team that um, it makes you feel like you can't start him for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and you mentioned in for Jaden Springer. I mean, as sometimes sometimes I'm like, man, can we just start six people? Because like, or, or even seven. I mean, there, there's not like a a wrong answer to who should start. Um, because you mentioned Jaden no, Springer, agree. just because like Keon is probably your best defender, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. But Jaden Springer also had three steals yesterday. So I mean, like I said, there's not a bad defender on this team, um, and I don't think it's it's wrong whoever you go with. Um, I mean, those two guys are they're just. Some special man, they really are. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? How do you get them back for a second year? Yeah, do you have to yeah, postpone that's... the NBA draft a year, the twenty twenty one NBA draft, I guess. 
Yeah, uh, Rick Barnes will be taking a, uh, a t- trip to, I think, Shelbyville. And then um, Charlotte, I think, is where Jaden Springer's from. So, yeah, you, both those places. It, not too bad. They're they're. You might not even have to drive to, to Shelbyville. I guess you don't have to drive to Charlotte, but they do have a bigger airport where it's probably... Right, more accessible. I, yeah, I think you can afford it. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, I mean, we know the likelihood, you know, there's no chance either of them returning. You know, what's funny is uh, early on, I was talking about, you know, Jaden Springer, it'll be interesting to see if Jaden Springer is a first round, second round guy. I mean, he has very quickly worked himself into a uh, first round guy. I mean, in an Jayden NBA Springer. game yesterday, he is a triple double. He had 10 points, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals. I mean, dang. Yeah. From game one, he has drastically improved. Um, seemed like it kind of just took that. All right, I'm here now. Got to you know, got to get used to the speed of it, and I'm good to go. That that's all it took. Yeah, he like, had to get his uh, sea legs. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think uh, both he, those guys. We mentioned like them that. getting better and better. I think a lot of that is just getting more comfortable um, with the offense, with this team mm-hmm. in general. Is really done a lot for them. I, I think. If they would have got to play some of those bigger teams like Gonzaga, um, if you're able to play Charlotte and was it VCU was the other one? VCU, yeah, that was the, one of the ball classic. Components. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if they would have got to play a little bit more non-conference games, um, that they would be even further along. But I think getting kind of dipped into the well, baptized into the SEC has is, is done a lot for their development. Yeah, I agree. They, they seem to develop quite nicely regardless of the, you know, question whether they can do it quickly or not. Um, this is a – dude, this is a – I want to appreciate since we talk about football so much because um, if we're – I mean, let's not pretend that this isn't football country. They call it the Bible Belt. The truth is it's the football belt. Um, we right. talk about football more than anybody else. Um, <clears throat> man, this, this basketball team is so much fun to watch. They are – just a ton of awesome dudes on this team that just it's it is so much fun to watch this bench during play and then what happens like when guys come out of games like yesterday we're up by 20 and I can't remember if it's it's a freshman I can't remember if it's Keon or Jaden that come out of the game and Fulgerson is the first to greet him off the court dap him up you know good job and then he's pointing on the court and and we're fixing things he's all right you know look I don't know what he's saying. I, I just see him pointing. He's got him by the shoulder, and he, he's pointing, pointing, you know, here, blah, blah, blah. Daps him up one more time. They head to their seats. This team is so much fun to watch. The, like, you know, we talked about it the whole time. The culture within this basketball program is phenomenal, and it just makes it so much and so much more enjoyable to watch. I love it. I, you know, I, I would like to say if Rick Barnes was losing, you could at least appreciate the culture. I don't know if that's true because winning fixes all. Yeah. Um, but, but we we talk, we we have talked about this in the summer. It, it's it's fun to cheer for a good team, but more importantly, it's fun to cheer for a team that is also good. Like you know, there's good guys and good people and um, people good within the program. This team is so much fun to watch. You have so many good players, but most importantly, so many good teammates. Yeah, fans, my advice to you, take advantage of every opportunity you have with this team. Um, it's going to look probably a lot different next year, um, but just live in the moment, man. Just enjoy yeah, absolutely. The, just enjoy this program and, and where we're at. And, you know, hopefully there's 
we're fighting for an SEC championship and, and possibly a, a national championship or a Final Four. Um, but, man, just enjoy where we're at right now um, and how successful this basketball program is. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, not only do we win an SEC championship, hopefully we get the chance to beat the hell out of Alabama for an SEC championship. That is what would be the most fun because that Alabama team looks good, and it would they be fun good. to get some get some revenge and beat the hell they, out of them. They are good, and they're a team that, like, it's like the only way to beat Tennessee is to shoot a bunch of threes and make them, and they're making them like it's going out of style. Yeah, they've definitely they definitely committed to that uh that winning that winning it's, it's uh, the, the formula. It's the Auburn formula. It's like you know, win by the three, die by the three. We're gonna hit, we're gonna shoot. We have great shooters on this team, and we're gonna shoot. Right. And if we're hitting, we're gonna blow you out. But if we're not, you know, it's probably gonna be a pretty close game because we're pretty talented too. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. Uh, I would love to get some revenge on that Alabama team, though. That would definitely be fun. All right. NFL playoffs, and I think it's going to be really fun to talk about because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually tied it up going into the half. I don't know if you're watching that game. I have seen um, seen your eyes dart a little bit, so I hope you are. Uh, the, t- the Bucks tied it up going into the half versus the Saints. I saw that. I wanted to I wanted to put money on the Bucks so bad, but I just like can't make myself do it. I just can't. I don't. I don't. No, know that's definitely fair. I think. <laughs> I think that's fair. I. To, you know. Here's the thing, though. If that's a Tom Brady team any other year, you know, if, if you put the Patriots in the NFC, you're putting money on the Patriots. So I think today you find out – because is Bruce Arians a good coach? Absolutely. Um, is Bruce Arians a better coach than um, – uh, good God. Um, how am I forgetting his name right now? Bill Belichick? Uh, I, no, I don't think that's the case. So I think today you find out is it is it – is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? I, I think you truly find out. And I don't think – I'm not saying if Tom Brady wins today, tonight, does that mean Bill, Bill Belichick's a bad coach? I'm not saying that. I just think you're going to find out how great Tom Brady is tonight. If the Saints win this game, everybody else in the NFL should be on high alert because this will be the third time that they've beat Tom Brady this season. Which is an accomplishment. How is how is it's never been done? There's no way. There's no way. It means no, and it means they're not going to win the Super Bowl. You can't do all of those and win a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes you think. Like it's. Do you want to bet against that team who beat Tom Brady three times? No. Fair. That's a no. that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and I think you know Tom Brady's obviously been a great quarterback, but yeah, it, it definitely makes that interesting. Uh, the fact that you get to start the second half of this, um, you know, great divisional round. 13-13, that's going to make it a lot of fun. Um, I actually am going to leave you uh, very, very quickly at the end of this episode so I can watch that game. Um, I hope you forgive me. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it going, so I, I completely understand. Um, uh, let's talk about some of the other games this week. Uh, I guess let's – are we going to start out – let's start out Bill's Mafia. And I would like to also say that I'm incredibly jealous of the Bill's Mafia. It's awesome. I just do like – They deserve it. They deserve. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. And like, they just have, they, first off, they have fun regardless of win or lose. The fact that they get to have the season they're having while also doing what they like that. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, um, that the, game was ugly. Oh God, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad I bet the Stefan Diggs first touchdown. I don't know how I got that lucky uh, because I don't normally win those kind of things. So the fact that I won that, I'm happy in terms of betting. Um, but I also was cheering for the Bills. I'm cheering for the Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. 
Um, the two teams I was cheering for were the Browns and the Bills. Well, now that the Browns are gone, that makes it easy um, to cheer for the Bills to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you want to take, take the Browns to the Super Bowl? I would love – I take the Browns to the Super Bowl every day. I would love <laughs> to add, you know, uh, January or February whatever on it, onto that Seventh. calendar. <laughs> February 7th uh, onto that calendar. But how can you not root for a, an organization, uh, a fan base like the Bills? I mean, they're electric electric it's awesome i love it and and also i hate the ravens Uh, i'm gonna be honest after last week the way they handled the titans win the way their fans handled the titans win fuck the ravens i'll say it fuck the ravens oh okay okay (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) okay Uh, that's how i feel about it um i'm i'm just and here's the thing oh also i want to mention this i do want to mention this if you're the Texans, are you not bidding every single dollar amount to trade Deshaun for Lamar Jackson right now? Like you're not offering Deshaun Watson for some cash for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you're doing every, like because Deshaun he's gonna he's not gonna be there, so you better get what you can. That that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are like that can't happen. That won't happen. It, like you offer trades, you offer picks, do whatever you need to do to get some kind of value out of Deshaun Watson because he's walking. But Texans, you did that to yourself. Let, let's start. Let's start with that. Like it's not. Oh like yeah, no, I Deshaun, Deshaun doesn't want to play <laughs> yeah. for you anymore because you're like like you're a crappy organization. Jadavian Clowney walked. Yeah, no, I I would. DeAndre Hopkins walked. <laughs> Just morons. I, I, no, I, I agree with that. I, I 100% agree with that. I'm just saying you better get as – like if you want a good – what other quarterback could you trade for this year? I think you've got to go and try to get – because I think I would be shocked if the Ravens are not exploring options for Lamar Jackson right now. I'd be shocked. I want him to go to Carolina so bad. Not not Lamar, Deshaun. You want Lamar Jackson to go to no, Carolina? No, 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 no. Oh, Deshaun? No. Yeah. I mean, not Lamar. any team I mean, that doesn't have got Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes should be, you know, the Saints right now. If this is truly Drew Brees' last season, yeah, you you do whatever you can to get him. You get Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or both. I mean, like I either mean, one. Yeah, either one. I mean, if not, yeah, you're stuck with Jameis Winston. Um, I, just, and I don't know if you want that. <laughs> He does have he does have 2020 vision now. That's important to remember. <laughs> he got LASIK eye surgery. Hopefully so. it helps. Jesus, what does that do for you? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I I think though that uh, I hate the Ravens. I'm glad they lost, it, even in that ugly fashion. Lamar Jackson threw the longest touchdown pass he's thrown of his entire career. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, I'm glad they won. I'm glad the Bills advance. I don't know if they can do it against the against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs look bad today against an – I mean, the Browns' defense isn't phenomenal. So, I, I think – How how much does that, that give go some, to – The Bills fans some hope. Because I, I think they beat the Browns pretty – pretty not – they don't maybe blow them out, but it, it's a lot worse than it was if Mahomes doesn't get hurt. That's a fair point. Um because I mean, it was. But, like, I mean, how what, bad? Tw- it, I guess it was like twenty-two to three, and then he gets hurt. Twenty, or maybe not. It was, was 22, it twenty-two to three. I thought it was eight. Uh, tw- six, sixteen to four, fifth, fourteen to three. I don't remember what it was. I, I think there was 
I think they scored a touchdown after Mahomes got hurt. I could be wrong. Let me look at that. I'm trying to pull this up right now. Um, but yeah, no, I think that, you're right. That's a fair point. But still, they don't score a ton of points. And I think that's the only thing that threatens the Bills is that the Chiefs can score a ton of points. Yeah, I agree. And and how hurt how hurt is Mahomes? You know, he got a concussion. What's his yeah. protocol? I mean, if I'd have bet money, he's oh, probably did, gonna be back. They did it, they did rule it. Oh yeah, they'll get him back. That's why they did rule a concussion. They ruled him out for a concussion. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the Chiefs were up nineteen, twenty-two to ten at one point, nineteen to three at one point. Okay. Yeah, nineteen to three, twenty-two to ten. Okay. I did win ten dollars because I bet uh two and a half plus two and a half um field goals made. Yeah, I agree with – and Melissa just asked this. I'm glad she said it because I texted this in our group text. How do they not call targeting at the goal line? It was 100% a fumble. I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. I hate the targeting rule. I despise the targeting rule. Take it out of football. But if it's a rule, how do you not call targeting at the goal line? He dipped his head. They made helmet-to-helmet contact. How is it not targeting? I agree. To, to like, by rule, that that's targeting. But, like – like we like right. targeting sucks because like there's nothing else. It's it's yeah. desperation is what it is when you're trying to stop somebody from scoring, and it wasn't like he was like going head to head like this. He was kind of going back to where he was like hitting with shoulder. If if you watch the play, he made, but he did. Here's the thing. But what was the I can't remember the Clemson guy's name. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The linebacker. Oh uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. Either. Yeah, I got, he did like, that's the same play. He dipped his head trying to go across, across his body. Mm-hmm. Like not, not dipping his head to make a bad tackle, trying to go across his body to make a correct tackle. How we're taught to tackle. And he so makes helmet to helmet contact, like, which is affect the play. Cause if, if you, ta- if you jump on top of him, that doesn't affect that player. He scores. That was the only way to stop him right. from crossing the goal line. Yeah, it should have been targeting. It should have been a 15-yard penalty. Spot the ball at the one-yard line. Browns football, first and, first and goal. Period. Any End of story. That's what the call should have been. I hate targeting. I think it's a stupid rule. I think if you're going to call that play, if you're going to call a penalty on that play, it should have been first and 10, spot the, spot of the foul. That player is not ejected. But the fact is, that's the rule, and he should have like it should have been called. That's, that's okay. The thing. Let me let me ask you this. So and it cost the Browns. It cost the Browns a game. It cost the Browns a game. And I'm a big Baker guy, you know that. So I'm cheering for Baker there. So they should have called it. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this. So tar- like we know how much we hate targeting, and if it's like if it was your rule of targeting, like how you wanted to be played out, would you call targeting there? I just I don't know how you don't since it was helmet to helmet contact with the crown of the helmet. It wasn't helmet to helmet contact with the you know face yeah. mask up. I just don't know how you don't call targeting there. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not either way. Like I'm I'm not trying to like start an argument or anything. Like, I'm just trying to like no, that's fine. Like it, what exact like I don't know what I want targeting to actually like, be because like that right. that in my opinion I don't know what else a defender could do to stop him from scoring. That's fair. I I, th- I would like to think that with his face if his face mask was up and he made helmet helmet contact I would feel differently because it was at waist level or lower. 
So like you said, what else could a defender do? So if his face mask is up, I would like to think I would argue that should never in the history of ever be targeted. But the fact that he dips his head, makes helmet-to-helmet contact, which I think everyone could agree probably forces the fumble, that should be targeting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I'm just curious to where your head's at with what targeting should or should not. I mean, I, no one understands it, and they never will. So. Yeah, I, no, and I, you know, I, I just – and that's the thing is I think targeting is a very, very difficult rule to rule on. Um, you know, I think I – again, I cannot pronounce his name um, from Clemson. I hate that I think he probably makes shoulder-to-body contact if Justin Fields doesn't spin into him. Um, so I think it's a different rule. The fact that he dips his head, I think, makes it very, very difficult on the officials to make that call. Um, I think – I will say that. I, th- I think that that's what makes them call that targeting call in that game. Yeah. Um, but go back to, like, the the one I can think of instinctively, like the one I'm like immediately, boom, should never be called. Jalen Reeves made him. He hits a guy helmet to helmet in the App State game, I think, right, yep. uh, 2016 yep. mm-hmm. on a punt return. He meets the guy face mask to face mask because the guy drops down to catch the punt. That should never be targeting. No. The guy crouched down to Jalen Reese Maven's level. It shouldn't be targeting. Yep. And that's the one I'm like, I can't stand. At least if we're going to give, you know, if we're going to call out targeting uh, the Alabama game last year in 2019, um, that I, again, I don't think it should have been called. But if we're going to be fair to the rule, at least I'll say Daniel Batuli did dip his head. And that makes it hard on officials to call that rule fairly. Yeah. Um, again, I don't think it should have been called. It wasn't even called on the field. It went to replay for a spot foul, which is idiotic. And they call targeting. That is so stupid. But I think if we're going to be fair to the rule, at least he did dip his head and it made it hard on officials. I think the one today at Cleveland should have at least been looked at for targeting if you're going to make it that rule. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I feel, like, I feel like that was a tangent. I'm sorry. No, it, it, I mean, <laughs> it, that was a tough call that had a huge impact in the game. Um, so. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, then right, the, so the, the Packers, Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, though, right? Because we haven't yeah. talked about this team yet. So the- <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. And he's been pissed this whole entire season. What's he season. mad about? His family or what? <laughs> yeah, that probably. Uh, no, Have just them. <laughs> Just them uh, getting you, a quarterback in the first round instead of an offensive weapon. You think he just wins the Super Bowl and he's like, peace out. That's what I would just, do. He takes that money and run? Oh, yeah. I would do after that after that draft. Um, I, I love what he's doing. Um, he's not as mad as you think. Uh, have you not listened to him on Pat McAfee this year? He jumps on shows after on Mondays. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I don't know if it's more mad or, or it's just like – you know, maybe maybe the Packers did that for a reason. Maybe they just like made him focus up and, and uh, made him determined. To, no, to win a no I'm not giving. I'm not giving that <laughs> management credit because that's what they're gonna do. Oh, they're if gonna they turn the Super like Bowl. That. They're like, oh, we did this. Sim- <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, oh yeah, we motivated Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. And if he doesn't win, like, that's why we drafted a quarterback because he can't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean, F them. They don't get that credit. That, I mean, the, I well, that when credit. you look at it, that, that's a perfect opportunity. You can twist it either way you want. They still go out on top. At least they're thinking. Yeah, no, I agree. They're, they're <laughs> that's a good point. I would... through bad decisions. <laughs> Tennessee just makes them. 
Fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> they definitely set themselves up in a good position. I yeah. agree with that. Um, but I'm not willing to give the Packers that credit. I'm not willing to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think I was too high on the Rams. I think I was too high on the Rams. I thought the Rams um, would make – I don't know about a better game. Because, I mean, it was – like, was it a – I don't think it was a bad game, right? I don't think the Rams played poorly is what I should say. I don't think the Rams – I don't think the Rams didn't give themselves a chance, I guess is what I should say. I mean, at halftime, it was it was 19 to 10, so it wasn't like a blowout. But I think they relied too much on Cam Akers to do I mean, he had 18 carries for 90 yards. Um, I just don't think Goff is a very good quarterback. Like, he's not a guy that's going to yeah, go no, win I think you, that's win definitely you a game. Part of it. They, they've kind of, like, been on the, on the backs of their defense the, the whole entire year. And I, I just think the NFL is not that kind of league anymore. I think it definitely makes it harder. Here's the thing, though. Like, if the if the Rams had played the Saints, like, I think it's all about matchups. I think it's all about matchups. You play the team that can go score almost at will on offense, mm-hmm. and that made it very difficult. Um, I think if you're playing different teams, I think you're looking at a, a, a situation where you're probably playing for a Super Bowl again, uh, or at least a championship. And you just didn't get that matchup. You had a team that can score at will on offense, and it's a bad matchup for you. Yeah, I yeah. think if they play the Saints or the Bucks, that's a better matchup for the Rams than than uh, the Packers. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because like you said, you know they're going to put Devontae Adams on, on Jalen Ramsey, but Devontae Adams, it doesn't matter who you put over there, he's going to get his. And then you're going to have to have to you stop know, one of the best quarterbacks yes. of all time. You know what else happened? First, First touchdown. touchdown. Yes. Monte Adams. Cash it. I won I won two last two last night first touchdowns. No oh, big dude, deal. Thank you, Vandal. Shout out. Man. Chill. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, no, I, I think the Rams, I agree with you. I th- I think the it's definitely the league's gone away from relying on your defense. Um, but I also think it's a it's a matchup. Yep. It's definitely a matchup. Because, like, I mean, if the Rams – let's say they get to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs, like, they're not winning that game. There's no chance. No, no, not a chance. So, yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely a matchup, and I think most teams match up poorly for the Rams. So, I would agree with that. All right, do we have any questions? I think we got to all the questions. Let me make sure any we more? don't have any more on we got Twitter all, We got them Facebook, all. But I think that's it. Yeah, we got the uh, the is not called targeting. I'll double check. I'm so sorry, guys. I haven't been on YouTube the whole time. If you got them, drop them in. BVD. Hey, Caleb and Landon. What's up, man? Hope you're doing good. I haven't seen you in a while. We yeah. changed our YouTube channel, so I hope you're doing good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's uh, all the questions okay. I got. Yeah, I got all the questions. Sweet. All right. Most important. Most important of the week? What you got? Um... Hey, so tell me this. Have you seen the – so Jesse sent us that video. Have you seen the UFC guy that's, like, talking to the commentators before he knocks that guy out? Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm trying to pull it up. So there was a UFC fight Saturday night, last night. Mm-hmm. And the guy looks like – he's, like, dodging punches, and he's, like, staring at the commentator table and even, like, says something and then knocks the dude out. I don't know who it is. Let's see if I can find the video. No clue what's going on. Just like but it's all, I mean, it's he's like watching. Like he's this like and... not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's see if we can find the video. 
Um, my most important you got is most important? Uh, Tennessee baseball's coming. And I'm pumped. If it's not their shoes, get out of here. I mean that, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean that their whole like wardrobe I, is incredible. It's incredible. I'm not asking for much. I don't want. Are the, so the Jordans look like cleats? Am I correct in saying that? They're cleats. I think they are cleats. Yeah, that's what they look like to me. Maybe hey, if not. they're shoes, I want a pair. Right. If if they're shoes, I want a pair. Yeah, uh, I'd like let's to just say get that, some Ross. some replicas. Um, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, those white cleats are ah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Yep. Um, I can can I get a shirt? Can I can I get something? How, how do we do the, that? Ball script. How do, how do we pull some ball baseball gear? Yeah, we, we I, need I to, do too. I, I would to like some. To our, to our one boys. thing. One thing. One thing. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah, the rules because they're, they're <laughs> all... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you got to if you haven't checked out. I'm glad you mentioned that. If you haven't checked out the Vols baseball gear, you got to go. Who who posted it? I know Ross. Re, Ross I think Josh Elander posted it. Okay. Yeah, you got to go check it out. It, it's some. It's some good stuff. But uh, they'll begin it's, their hey, season. Come, come to Tennessee. Come to Tennessee. Come to the sea. I don't know. He says the sit. <laughs> Lane Kiffin does. So I don't know. Yeah, don't do the sea. I don't really like it. I don't like it. Um, but they'll begin their season <laughs> February 19th against Georgia Southern. Um, that will start on Friday. It'll be a weekend series. Tennessee hasn't released their schedule yet. Um, but the SEC athletic directors have approved a normal – baseball season structure for the spring so uh no change to this conference schedule i think it's set up to where tennessee will play the same schedule they were going to in 2020 so oh nice okay cool so like since it didn't get played i think i don't i'm not sure on the like locations and times but i think the home and away series should be the same okay nice that's cool yep yeah, I like that. Oh, so nice. dude, I'm so excited. All right, for this uh, season that, you have any more must? That's another. Oh, I can't. I'll be I'll be on a high for for basketball, so we could just like smooth sailing right into baseball. Roll into it. Yeah, yeah just roll into it. It's gonna be awesome. Roll into it. Um, I, speaking of like Tennessee things, like social media and stuff, we need to give a shout out. Last night, I know personally, big Hamilton fan here. Um, fall basketball, big Hamilton night last night. They okay. used uh, Hamilton was the theme, I guess, of the Vol Twitter account. Did you notice? I didn't. I've never seen it. Okay, let me let me uh, see. If... You've never seen Hamilton. See, you have Disney Plus, so you definitely need to. Uh... Well, you wouldn't like. I'll be honest. I, I don't recommend Hamilton to people who wouldn't like musicals. And stuff. I'm not even gonna try to recommend it to you because I know you wouldn't like it. So, um, like, if you know people who like, I like the Greatest like... Showman. Is is that <clears throat> totally different? Where I wouldn't like that too. Do what? Say that again. I like The Greatest Showman, so is it like you don't think if I like The Greatest Showman, I would like that? So, maybe if Hamilton's ever like an actual movie, you might like it, but like it's a Broadway production. Like they film it and it's like a stage production. So maybe, but like gotcha. I would. So it's not know. like an actual. Um, like, yeah, they, movie. they definitely. <clears throat> correct. It is a filmed and it's like really well produced. But it is a Broadway production. Gotcha. Like okay. it's on stage. Yeah. Uh, but they they used it as the theme last night. Uh, they did a little uh, 
mean, ton, tons of Hamilton puns. If you're a Hamilton guy, Hamilton gal, tons of Hamilton puns uh, tweeted out by the ball basketball team last night. I love following along because uh, big Hamilton guy, no big deal. Big Hamilton guy. Um, I don't have any more. Yeah, any more most importance? I don't. Um, I, I do okay. have where the SEC did um, approve the travel roster from 27 to 30 guys. So, um, it, hopefully, if you know, I don't. I don't know what kind of that roster looks like. I don't know how big is it in terms of everybody on it. Um, but I do know like some guys had to sit in the stands cause they like technically was weren't on the travel roster. Um, so maybe if, so if that's they, for, that's for baseball. Yeah. 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 What is that for? Okay. All yeah. Right. Baseball. Sorry. Yeah. It went from 27 to 30. So you could add three more guys to your travel roster. Um, so I think that's, that's cool too. Um, I don't have any more most important though. That's all I got. I don't know if this is the most important or a fail. <clears throat> so I'll use a segue and you can decide James Harden. How did he go to Brooklyn and lose like 45 pounds? And now he looks like he cares about basketball again. Um, what he, is he a, the strip like club a, is that much better in like New a York Albert than Houston? Suit or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on? People are like, Oh yeah. He, he warms up in a, in a suit to dude. That's not a suit. He had a beer gut in Houston. And now he looks like normal James Harden. So maybe he what is like, going on? Maybe I personally he ran to Brooklyn like Forrest Gump and lost all the weight. I think that's a, a definite possibility, and I think it is important to know how bad he wanted to get the hell out of Houston. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, I'll eat some nasty crap to get out of Houston. He's gonna pay like twenty percent more in taxes <laughs> to not play basketball in Houston. Yeah. He had to buy a whole new wardrobe for a couple weeks. Houston sucks. Texas sucks. Deshaun Watson wants the hell out of your state. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for J.J. Watt, though. That man's just a lifer, and he just stuck, probably. Dude, I love that he apologized to Deshaun Watson after the, they lost <laughs> to Tennessee. I love that. I'm like, he knows. <laughs> they just suck. Yeah, He knows like, it. Dude. Yeah, when your own players are, are saying that, not that's bad. not good. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do have yeah, one more feels- most one more most important. Um, Rick Barnes, seven hundred nineteenth win of his career in thirty four seasons. That puts him tied for twentieth all time with Fog Allen and Don Haskins. You know who Don Haskins. Don Haskins. Oh, I know Don Haskins. Big Glory Road, to Glory Road. <laughs> or Glory Road. Sorry, yeah. Road to Glory. Road to Glory is the Heisman thing on uh, NCAA. Rip. Close. Yeah. In peace. Yeah. Your head knew where you're at. Glory Road. Yeah. Glory Road. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big Glory Road guy. Fail. Other than the James Harden. Fail. I've got. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned the Rick Barnes thing because I meant to mention that. So thank you. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, I've got one more fail. This is my last one. This is Jake. Uh, I don't know how to Verakich. Uh, he's a uh, Philadelphia Flyer. Did you? Did I send this to you guys? I don't think so. Um, him in a post game interview. Did you see this? Hmm. I'll play it for you. Hold on a second. Oh wait, give me just a moment. Sorry. Let me get this uh, set up here. Okay, I'll, I'll read uh, mine real quick. It. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon was reinstated last week and now it has been rescinded and now he's suspended indefinitely. 
I love that. Smoke, smoke pot, kids. That's a lesson here. <laughs> dude, what are you doing? What a moron. What, like, he is, like, James, we talk about James Harden for being dumb and, like, you know, getting fat. But, like, Josh Gordon just, like, he's like, I want to play football so bad, but I can't just, I can't just stop smoking weed. I just don't understand, like. Here, here's my thing. It's one thing to, like, just keep smoking. At what point do you just go, I don't want to play football anymore? Like, at what point do you just go, I would rather smoke pot than play football? Because that's fair. If you want to do that, whatever, you have the money, I guess, do it. But, like, just stop trying to play football at that point. Yeah, that's like, what I don't understand. Like, dude, like, we're going to have to put trying. you in a freaking bubble and just watch you at all times of the day to make sure you don't smoke. And, like, dude, it's been Amazing. so long. Like, how good is he actually going to be if he comes back? He's probably not going to be that great. Like, he's not even worth the headache at this right. point. No, definitely no. You're no, definitely not. No chance. No, no chance. Uh, here's my fail of the week. Uh, this is a reporter interacting with Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, here you go. After a win, actually, this is after a win. Do you feel this at all, given the circumstances of the off season and the condensed schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're gonna write fucking shit every time. So it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points off the first two games. Uh, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. Oh, man. Carly O'Connor, you're on with Jake and Travis. Go ahead. Travis, uh, in game one, um, you obviously almost had that goal that went off Oscar's head. Um, <laughs> I just love it because that one dude, Jake, whatever, says that. And the Travis guy is just like, like he's like trying not to laugh. <laughs> It's like you're. I'm gonna. Okay, so I, I edited this video that I can send this to you guys anytime I want. Uh, anytime you all do whatever I want to say this to. I, I wasn't even gonna answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a weasel. I love that because like that's probably like the big like to a media member that's probably the biggest insult. Like you can call them everything else, but a weasel. They're like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I don't know really exactly what's going on. Full disclosure, I I shouldn't even say I don't even know exactly what's going on. I don't have a clue what's going on. I just I know that that is a phenomenal response to a media member. That's all. I know. Yeah. That's all I got. I love it. That's all you got, guys. We always appreciate you hopping on. Whoops, let me uh down that. We always appreciate you all hopping on. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We will be back Wednesday morning talking about the Vols win over Florida. Atlanta will be wearing, donning the victory cap. It'll be on. For a big win. Wear and tear, but it's on. It'll be on. Hopefully we, exactly. Hopefully we got some more uh, clarity about the Tennessee football situation. Hopefully. Yeah, probably Fingers not. crossed. Probably not, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be more news, but it'll probably not be what exactly you want it to be. Like, it won't be news that, like... Not more yeah, clear. It'll be more news. Yeah, but it'll just be more stuff to question about. Yeah. Yeah, not more news, just... Or more news, but not more clarity. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Guys, that's all we got. We appreciate you hopping on. Go check out our sponsors. Um, dude, I'm liking the Lookout hat. I really am. Big fan of Lookout hat. I'm glad I got it for Christmas. Shout out to Emily. <laughs> and Santa. And Santa. Sorry, yeah, Santa. I'm sorry, kids. (laughs) We're bringing the boat in, and we out.